0: What's good online fam, this is Brother Don, the lead sound engineer and creative director of Hope Center, the best church on the planet, and I'm beyond thrilled that you are tuning to the Hope Center podcast. This is your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. Welcome to the third message of the I Declare War series. I hope you all are enjoying this series so far. Today, Pastor Sergio will teach us how to cut ties that are holding us back and how we can set ourselves free through Christ so we can encounter our divine destiny. So let's tune in, y'all. God bless. What you surrender your will to influences, guides, and ultimately controls you I'll say it again for those that are taking notes what you surrender your will w-i-l-l to influences guides and ultimately controls you the human will is such a powerful thing because through the human will you will see the abilities of a person, you will see the exploits, you will see the wonders, you will see the inventions, the discoveries, the physical feats and the accomplishments that one is is able to obtain through their will. The will is a powerful thing, I don't know if you knew this. That's why there's the famous saying that where there is a will, there is a way because there's something so powerful that God himself created it's the ability to have a disposition it's the ability to choose that's why the scripture says in Joshua choose ye today whom you will serve it says choose life or death the will is something powerful that the Lord has given us the ability to make someone say decisions the ability to make a decision. When you make a decision, it's such a powerful thing because one decision can change your entire life. Now, if we look at it on the negative side, you ever made one decision and you're like, Lord Jesus, why in the world? uh, Okay, I got about about 20 witnesses up in up in here uh, why did I make that decision to go there that night why did I make the decision to begin to speak to XY person why in the world did I did I go to that old church before I, oh Lord have mercy before I find Hope Center let me not go there let me not go there <laughs> Lord Jesus why did I make that decision why did I commit it's such a powerful thing that what you decide and what you commit is what you invest invest into is what directs you is what guides you is what is where you distribute all that you are and who you are based on a decision the human will is such a powerful thing and it's created by God and I know I've taught this many times But the will is under; it's housed under the soul realm. I've taught this many times before. We have a body that houses our soul. I've taught this before, so I'm just giving a recap. The soul, you should know this, is comprised of the mind, will, intellect, and emotion of a person. So my emotions, my mind, my thoughts, my mentality, my mindset, my personality, uh, the decisions I make, it's housed within the will, and then you have a spirit. A spirit is what God created in you. You are first a spirit because even before you were born the Lord Jesus already knew you he predestined you he foreknew you so when you come to the uh, when you come to the earth you are simply a manifestation of what was already established in heaven that's why this is just a, this is just a side note yeah yeah that was good that was good that just, so that's why it's just a side note because some of you may have grown up and people told you you know what we weren't expecting you your parents might have told you you were a accident devil is a liar because if I weren't meant to come into this earth, I I wouldn't have been here, and, and, and as much as as much as I've been through, as much as I've been through, the fact that I'm here is a testimony that uh, that God created me because when I come to this earth, I'm simply a manifestation of what was already established in the heavenly. So when I came to this earth, maybe I, the Lord knew that I would have to undergo much experiences and many different battles, and I would have to undergo even those painful and bitter experiences. But I just and this is a parenthesis, by the way. This, is, this isn't in my nose, but I just wanna prophesy over somebody that even in the midst of what you've undergone in your life, that the hand of God has never left you. And because you are here today, I wanna let you know that God has not forgotten what he's spoken over you. It doesn't matter who try to devalue you, who try to reject you, who try to ostracize you. I wanna let you know that everything that the enemy sent your way was simply pushing you into purpose. Human will is so powerful and we have our mind will intellect housed within the soul realm that's why where's this in the Bible listen some of y'all saying that's not in the Bible I'll throw this Bible at you look at this first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 just listen as I as I as I read it first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 may God himself the God of peace sanctify you through and through may your whole spirit soul and body Be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, why in the world was it important? Why didn't the scripture just say your spirit, soul, and body? But in fact, it says your whole spirit, W-H-O-L-E, your whole spirit. Because it is possible to just give a piece of yourself to God. So he's letting us know that in order for God to sanctify us, process us, refine us, and deliver us, he said, it's got to be a whole thing, not just a piece of you. Your whole spirit, your whole body, your whole soul be kept blameless because God desires to do a work in every area of your life and here it is our will is so powerful because just as you surrendered it and made a decision that you that you regretted in the same way you can make a decision that can alter your life the one decision to say yes to the Lord Jesus the one decision to say yes to that man of God and leave those other jokers that came and they were around trying to distract you. The one decision to say yes to the woman of God. The one yes to say yes to the ministry and the call and the assignment of your life can change every, just one decision. By surrendering your will, one moment can change everything. So it's important to understand that because we have this power, whenever the enemy comes and, and, and tries to uh, infiltrate, when he when he tries to attack you you've got to understand that your will is so powerful that when you agree with the thoughts wills ideas and suggestions of the enemy we open ourselves to oppression suppression and even possession so when we agree with the mindset and the thinking of the devil and his demonic forces our will is so powerful that we come under or we yield or we surrender ourselves to that, to the will of the enemy. Some of you say, but I'm a believer. How can I, how can I be used of Satan? But didn't Jesus say to Peter, get behind me, Satan? It has, it has <laughs> Jesus said, listen, I must fulfill my purpose and my assignment, I've come to give life and by life, I mean giving up my life. But I will resurrect and Peter said, no they won't take you I'll stand in your place he said man get behind me Satan you don't realize that oftentimes when we surrender to other sources and voices that is not of the Holy Spirit then we are yielding our will and we begin to get influence and we speak some of you are saying but I'm not possessed pastor but here it is when you have a negative fearful doubtful thought and you begin to speak that you've got to realize what is speaking through you or who, rather, is speaking through you. If you are speaking thoughts of guilt, shame, and condemnation, the scripture says, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if all you are speaking is guilt, shame, and condemnation, what source is that coming from? So it's very easy to submit our will to the thinking, the patterns, the thoughts and the the suggestions of the enemy, but here it is, you are not powerless. Against those, you ever met somebody you just like, come on, man, you got to get up from that situation. He's like, man, I can't do it. Devil is a liar. If you are a believer, the Lord, I spoke about the keys last week. The devil is a liar if he's made you believe that you will stay in the place that you're in. Is it all right if I teach? Is it all right if I teach? All right. The devil has made you believe that you have to just settle. And compromise and just do life because it is what it is the devil is a liar you are not I want to let a believer know you are not powerless by virtue of the blood of Jesus by virtue of the name of Jesus by virtue of the resurrection of Jesus you are not powerless how do I know that the Lord Jesus himself that he has given us power and authority would you just type that on the chat power and authority the scripture says in Luke chapter 9 verse 1 and he called the twelve together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says behold I have given you power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions uh and all uh, and all over the power of the enemy and no nothing shall hurt you Matthew 28 verse 18 says and Jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me Matthew my god I wish I had Matthew chapter 6 says and I tell you you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it I will give you the keys here it is the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever here it is you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven Matthew chapter 18 truly I say to you whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth shall be loose on in heaven again I say to you if two of you were to agree on earth about anything and ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered in my name i am among them i came to let somebody know that lie from the pit of hell that told you that you don't have power that you don't have authority i went i came to serve notice on every lie of satan i came to serve notice on every thought that has told you that you wouldn't amount to anything that you will stay bound in your addiction that you're gonna stay bound to that toxic relationship that you're gonna stay bound to that place in ministry that you're gonna stay bound to that financial place that you're gonna stay bound to those pills to that to that weed to them painkillers to whatever it is that the enemy has thrown your way you have power and authority in Jesus name you I said you have power and authority I I uh, See, see there's also another lie that the devil has told people that these words were just for these people during this time. Some would say that that word is for me. I have power and authority in Jesus name by virtue of the blood of Jesus, by virtue of the resurrection of Jesus because when he resurrected, he in fact was declared King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he said, the power that I have over death, hell and the grave, I have given you power and authority. See, see, you can have authority. Authority is the license to operate, but you've got to combine authority with power. Because you can have the badge, but if you don't have no power, you go around life saying, here's my badge. I'm a believer. Demons wreaking havoc in your home. But I go to church on Sunday but I pay my time, no baby you gotta understand that you've been given authority but also power so not only do you say I'm a believer and, and I'm identified in the spirit realm but power that you have, you've been granted through prayer, you've been granted through fasting, you've been granted in the word of God, you've been granted through consecration you've been granted through holiness you've been granted through a lifestyle that is submitted in you to the spirit so whatever devil that hell a uh, uh, power of the enemy from hell that comes your way, you've got to remind the enemy when he's he's trying to remind you of your past you've got to say I'm a believer now and I'm a new creation but here it is I'm going to make that declaration with power because the Lord gave me power to to become a witness in Judea in Samaria in the ends of the earth he's given me power through his Holy Spirit devil is a (laughs) liar nah I can't it's just, you know, I said, the battle is too real. The struggle is too real. I can't. Devil is a liar. You've been given power and authority. Yeah. It's right here in his word. This word is for you. You are not powerless against those thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Through his Holy Spirit, you've been given power. Don't be afraid to use your power. <laughs> you know, we grew up, Some of us, some of us, religious. I'm talking about traditionalism like none other. And they taught us, listen, man, don't be rebuking no demons. They're they, they going to get more and come after you. <laughs> Someone say demons. Don't be messing around talking about spiritual warfare. You're going you gonna to get hit with some attack, some depression, some sickness. If you keep messing around with these. No, 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 no. Power and authority. Power, and I got to get this in somebody's spirit because you're hearing me with your ears but I I, by the power of the Spirit of the Lord I want this to get to your heart I want to uh, I want to shake somebody in the spirit and I want to remind you that Jesus did not die Jesus wasn't buried and he did not resurrect for you to stay in that place stay chained up stay bound up stay in that place that you've been in but in fact he resurrected to give you power and authority So he's given us these these principles how should we use our will because one decision can change everything someone say one decision what you yield or who you yield your self to will guide influence will take hold of your mind and your heart so here are some just three decisions that we need to make to live a life full of the freedom of God in Christ Jesus. Three principles I want to share with you today about living a lifestyle of freedom. Oh, I don't know if I should say this first one. I don't know if I should say this one, man. Maybe they're not ready in the house, but at home, I, I, you know, because this word, we don't. Pastors and preachers, you know, and we try to avoid this one here. In order for us to live a lifestyle of freedom, we've got to repent. Because a heart of repentance ushers in deliverance. You can't get delivered or healed from what you conceal. You cannot heal from what you don't reveal. You can hide it from your pastor, you can hide it from your youth pastor, you could be up in worship, lifting up your hands, you could be behind the screen there on YouTube, Facebook, talking about the Lord is good, but when you are alone, you can hide it behind the frame, you can sweep it under the rug, but baby, it's still there. It's a sad reality when believers live hiding. Because we weren't called to live that way. So long as we are in hiding, we are chained. We are oppressed to the ties of what was. So we need to practice repentance because repentance ushers in a lifestyle of deliverance. Look at what the scripture says in Psalm chapter 32, verse 5. In Psalm 32, verse 5, it says, then, here it is, I acknowledged my sin to you, and here it is, I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Can I let you know that your confession will bring your progression? See, so long as you say, but I, you know, I already spoke to somebody about this and I'm battling with it, you know, I feel like I'm chained up. I feel like I'm oppressed, but I just don't I just don't want to bother anybody with my issue. I don't see. See, here it is. You, you, you confess and open to God because he already sees and knows everything. But then there is power within community. When the scripture says that the prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. Did you know that right before it says that we love to quote the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. But before it it says confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. (laughs) Because in revealing to the right source, revealing to the right community will bring the healing that you need nah 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 you know i got i got the holy spirit got power and authority so i'm gonna just do this thing on my own baby the devil is a liar you need to practice a lifestyle not only of confession to the lord but to your tribe to your community i'm getting some people set free here you've got to practice honesty through humility because The prayers of the righteous is powerful and effective, but it says, confess so that you may be healed. David said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. I want to let somebody know and I want to I want to free somebody here today because you've been battling with that thing all on your own. And in fact, you you just done praying and you say, God, listen, you know my heart, but I want to let you know there's power and progression in your confession. Listen, if you got up yesterday, if you woke up yesterday, still battling with that thing, you say, God, here is my whole mind here is my whole spirit here is my here is my emotion and if you woke up the next day still battling with that thing say God here I am I'm yielding to you I'm submitting to you my pain my trauma my transgression my failures my rejection my wrongdoing Lord here I am and listen if nobody else wants to hear it God here I am hear my plea hear my cry you are the only one that can do it for me I open my heart I'm tired of running I'm tired i of hiding. I'm tired of battling this on my own. I need to be free. I need to surrender and yield my will to you. I don't wanna live chained up. I don't wanna live bound up. I don't wanna not live and fulfill my assignment. I need to get where you need me to be. I need to get to where you're calling me to be. I need to see signs, miracles, wonders in my life. I need to see your goodness. I need to see my purpose fulfilled on the earth. So here I am, God, with all of my mess. Here I am. Here I am. You're trying to hide from God and people like here. God is there. He's waiting for you to confess, to begin to open up your heart. Honesty through humility. Because it's it's, it's through honesty through humility that builds trust. You can't trust someone. How you doing? I'm trusting in Jesus. But do you trust him? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we live each and every day. You know, Lord, I, I know you're present and I know you're omniscient, omnipresent and omnipotent. But you, I'll talk, I'll talk about that later with you. <laughs> Confession brings progression. A heart of repentance ushers in deliverance as you begin to. Open your heart the Lord will begin to set you free after you live a lifestyle of repentance of confession to the Lord you've got to begin to renounce because as you live a lifestyle of confession you begin to open up your heart and I want to let somebody know as you begin to open up your heart the Lord begins to go in if you look at the soul realm as a house then there are different rooms that are comprised with all of the years that you've lived all of the experiences you've had all of the mistakes you've made all the wonderful things that you made all the great experiences and all of the ones that that hurt you that that wounded you that set you back all of these are housed in these rooms and as you begin to repent the Lord will in fact shed light on those things that you did not know were there and you'll say God I didn't know that this was there I didn't know I was still tied to old joker from back in the day I didn't know that I was still connected to this person spiritually see some of us uh, haven't you noticed that you can be a believer and then and then all of us sudden you're in the middle of worship and then you're just thinking about somebody from your past you like what in the world you in you in the middle of, of, of worship and you trying to get it in in prayer you try to get it in in your fat all of a sudden something you did 15 years ago you wake up in the morning and, and you woke up talking about why did I have that dream yeah baby you see see, the Lord will in fact as you begin to open up because the Lord is desiring to sanctify you your whole body your whole soul and your whole spirit so he begins to shed light on all of these rooms listen even the one you try to keep closed you said Lord here here's everything else leave this one to me but as you begin to confess you begin to open your heart your mind and your spirit you begin to yield your will and then he sheds light on that room no you got to go in that one baby I don't know if I'm talking to myself, baby. I, maybe I just need to. <laughs> that one door in the in the in the soul realm that you that you you got you got chained up and locked up. It says, "Do not enter." See, the Lord wants to deal with that area, and as you begin to deal with that area, you've got to do something called renouncing, baby. You've got to renounce because after the decision to yield and to confess, then you begin to do inventory. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit will have you getting the laundry out. You ever try to do laundry? It's such a daunting task when you have three children too. For those, somebody say yes. You don't have no kids. Y'all don't know anything about this. (laughs) Doing laundry for anybody is a task within itself. Cleaning a house is a task within itself. But when you include three, four, five kids, praise the Lord. Pray. Pray for your pastor and, and pastor friend. But it, it, baby, isn't it a process to do that? Because first you've got to, uh, first you gotta get everything together, then you gotta do inventory and separate. Then you actually gotta throw some things in the wash. And then, yeah, some of the things you gotta put a little extra shout, a little disinfect. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Then put it in the in the washi. When you begin to do the renouncing, you are you are now doing inventory on that junk. That's good. You begin to do inventory on the things that you learned and you have to unlearn and relearn what you saw your parents and your uncles do what you saw your mother I wish I had I know I know now I know now it's getting quiet up in my house let me just look at let me just look at at, at YouTube and Facebook the way I was raised what I was taught and even the things even the theology that I inherited and even the practices and even the witchcraft I didn't know it was witchcraft but it was witchcraft that they see all these things you've got to do inventory my personality why do I get angry all of why do I go from zero to 100 real quick why do I just lash out why do I Baby, you gotta do inventory. You gotta do something. Why do I I immediately default to this? Why do I immediately think this? Why do I immediately think I'm just gonna die? Why do I immediately think that I just need to take my life? I'm not worthy. No, baby, you've got to do some inventory. And when you do inventory, you've got to do some renouncing. You've got to close every door that you've opened up to the enemy. And you've got to kick some things out that been in those rooms, hidden for far too long. And baby, you gotta serve an eviction notice. You got to say, Holy Spirit, here is my room, here is that dark place, here is my issue, here is my pain. Go in this room and kick this thing out. Aye, 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 aye. Whatever sin I tied myself to, whatever life circumstance and traumatic life experience that try to keep me bound, whatever I whatever I inherited, all of these things, I've got to open the room for the Holy Spirit and kick these things out you've got to renounce you've got to cancel and sever every tie you've got to kick out some mindsets you've got to kick out some people oh some people you've got to kick out some things that have been weighing you down and holding you back second corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 says rather we have renounced secret and shameful ways we do not use deception nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. We have renounced secret and shameful ways. You got to understand that the context of chapter four of the book of second Corinthians, he's speaking about the resurrection of Christ. So he's saying, in light of the resurrection, in regards to the resurrection because he resurrected you do not have to hold on to secret and shameful ways thank god for hope center thank God for hope center. maybe you are a part of a a, a a church community and listen I love the church but can we just speak some facts up in here you 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 might have grown up in church and and even that mindset you adopted no I can't open up to people no I can't reveal no I can't be my true self no I can't I can't go with these issues and my thank God that there is a church that understands that there is power in confession there is power that there is power in renouncing that there is power in releasing those things that have held us up by guilt and shame and condemnation because after after you begin to renounce you got this you've got to cut some ties baby you're saying but but, but pastor I, I haven't been with that person in about 10 years but pastor I haven't I haven't done I haven't done that or been a part of that activity for about 15 years now you can fill in the blank you know what activity we're talking about <laughs> but I haven't I have but, but but why why am I still see there's some spiritual ties that you made there's some legal connections in the spirit that we have made so we've got to take the power and authority see this is this was I explained this last week. it was a a legal exchange what Jesus did he said imprisonment death condemnation and he came he gave us life he freed us from that debt so there's a legal exchange so we've been given legal power and authority in the spirit (laughs) so there are some some illegal spirits trying to infiltrate your home your marriage and you're saying man it's just you know she just woke up that way baby you don't understand he just woke up that way no baby there's some illegal activity up in your house that's why sometimes from time to time, yes, you gotta get up in the middle of the night. You gotta lay hands on your own house. You gotta get some, oh, I wish I wish I had old school people. You gotta get some anointed oil and you gotta go lay it on your doorpost. You gotta go, you gotta go to your husband's clothes and their shoes and be like, in the name of Jesus. Gotta go to my, my wife and just say, listen, this thing is not against flesh and blood. In the name of Jesus, there's some illegal activity that we've got to shut down in the spirit realm. I come and I shut down every illegal activity in your house every illegal power in your children every illegal activity that is trying to come against your family I bind it by the legal right and power in the name of Jesus after you renounce you've got to release we have power to bind and then it says to release to loose And how do we release? Here it is. Because this is one of the major things that hold people back from deliverance. Can I tell you? Lack of forgiveness. If you were to ask anybody who's ever dealt with these spiritual matters, they would tell you what holds people back the most is a lack of forgiveness. Because as long as I don't forgive, I'm hoping that they die, I'm drinking the poison. As long as I don't forgive, they're living free and I'm bound up. As long as I don't forgive, they're sleeping well at night and here I am, 2, 3 in the morning. The devil is a liar. Matthew chapter 6 verse 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. You can't be set free if you yourself are enchaining or keeping yourself in bondage. You can't walk in the freedom of God. Listen, let me tell you, this thing is a beast. That, that unforgiveness, that unforgiveness will, will turn into bitterness. And that bitterness will turn into resentment. That you can move on and you can be in a different state. You can be in a different church. You can be in a different relationship and you still hold on. But what they doing over there? You still on your Instagram, you still on your Facebook talking about let me see if I could trace them. Let me see if I could talk to such and such. How are they doing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And here it is, you can miss what God is doing now. You can overlook and take for granted what God has afforded you in the current season because we haven't forgiven in the past season. But they spoke to me this way, they treated me this way, I did this, because sometimes here it is, it's not even about forgiving other people, we haven't forgiven ourselves. You can go on 10, 15 years and forgive everybody, but as long as you don't forgive yourself, the Lord Jesus has already forgiven you. The Lord Jesus has already forgiven you. What you still holding on to, I wanna set somebody free right now. You've been holding on to that thing for the last 15 years. You've been holding on to that thing this, this for, for the past year. The Lord Jesus has already set you free, baby. You don't have to keep yourself in that place, of that place of resentment and bitterness because God is designed to set you free in the here and now so that you can experience the goodness and the favor and the blessing of the Lord release those things I know listen I've been there baby I've been there serving the Lord and people talking about you I've been there people plotting against you people betraying you I've been there people people murmuring against you people contriving against your life conspiring I've been there baby but can I tell you there is nothing greater than knowing that the Lord Jesus has forgiven me and there's nothing greater than to be able to forgive yourself and walk in the freedom of God Everybody else mad, baby, I'm waking up with joy. Everybody else mad, I'm able to lift my hands. Everybody else mad, man, ain't nobody mad but the devil. When he tries to remind you of who you were and what you did, you need to remind him of who you are in him, what the Lord Jesus has done and what he has in the future for your life. You've got to remind yourself. Ah, You got to let that go, baby is easier said than done listen I know how people think it's easier said than done baby you're trying to submit or surrender yourself to yourself you got to submit and yield to the Holy Spirit and he gives power to release you've got to go to God and say God I've been holding on to this for too long and I don't within myself I don't have the ability but I yield and I submit surrender I need supernatural power and grace to release I need supernatural grace to let this go we need to surrender and yield today because what we submit and surrender our will to will guide us will lead us will influence us I always wondered why the Apostle Paul the Apostle Paul would say when he would introduce himself he would say i paul a bond servant of the lord jesus christ some translations say a slave to the lord jesus i always said that's strong language that he would call himself a bond servant what he was letting us know is that in the same way that i used to be yielding my life to religion to being a persecutor of christians that's what i that's what i was bound to now in the lord jesus i'm bound to him i'm a bond servant we're tied spiritually we're connected with one another i'm done yielding my life is there anybody out there that say man i'm tired of yielding my mind to these lies of the enemy I'm tired of yielding to the suggestions of the enemy I'm tired of yielding to re- the report of the devil I'm, I, I need to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit I need to repent I need to renounce I need to release I need to yield who I am to him because I too want to be a bond servant in order to be tied to the Lord you've got to cut every other tie. Of your nature, of who you were prior to the Lord Jesus. That's why he said, You are a new creation.